I'm Jenny Thomas. And I'm her friend, Ellie David. We decided to create a podcast that embodies what you would talk about with your closest friends. So sit back and relax and put your headphones in. Because you're listening to the Honestly Unfiltered podcast. I love your little your little name tag under there, Bachelor Correspondent. And now it should say okay. author. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. It is so exciting. I cannot believe you just don't know what you can do until you do it, right? right. Like I feel like I could literally do anything now. It, it just did wonders for my self-esteem and my, you know, just belief in myself. It's I just, bet. I cannot say enough good things about 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. Me oh, neither. Thank yeah. You. yeah, I'm super excited to have people read it. There's been sales. So I'm like, okay, people like it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're buying it. So that's been exciting. And um, I haven't really promoted much except for just on Instagram. Um, but it's personal, you know, you'll see like there's some personal things in there, but I feel like if you don't share those things, you know, you can't help other people. So yeah, it gives you credibility, you know, to be like vulnerable. Absolutely. And we know I have no problem doing that. So (laughs) me neither. Us either. Right. (laughs) Has, had you always wanted to write a book or is that like, was that one of your goals? So yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah. So I, at the end of last year said, you know, one of my things for 2023 was to become a published author. And I didn't know how I was going to do that. You know, I didn't know what route I was going to take. And I stumbled upon this, um, this webinar on Instagram uh, by the Mickelson twins who have been on Forbes and all sorts of things. And they're 25, they're babies, you guys. They are multimillionaires from doing these books, you know, from doing audiobooks and basically that's all they're doing. That's how they've created all of their wealth. Hmm. And I thought, whoa, I want to know about this, you know, and and as a podcaster, as you guys know, like we have great voices and and I can just audiobook my own mm-hmm. audiobook. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I can voice it. So I thought, oh, that's gonna be a, a big savings too. You know, I won't have to um to hire someone to do it. So that's my next step is to do the audio portion, audiobook of uh, Getting Cozy in Public. I did look that's to what see I was if ask Audible you. was there last night. I did look. Yeah, to see if I was there. wondering. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, audiobooks, I know actually that the growth has been outstanding. It's been incredible in the past few years, and it's supposed to be even more so because who doesn't want to listen to an audiobook mm-hmm. when they're doing anything? I mean, yeah. driving you know, any chores, like, I just feel like audiobooks have opened up so much knowledge to our, just the access that we have, you know, just this morning, I was listening to a book to help my husband lose his belly. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, and I'm, I'm just trying to help in any way that I can. And I'm like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just sitting here doing whatever. It's like, why not do that too? Why not kill two birds with one stone? So it, um, yeah, I'm excited. It frees up time because mm-hmm. some people a lot of people I would venture to say don't have necessarily a ton of time to read. So it's, you could be at work and have one headphone in and listen to an audio book. Just like we, I, I know I do with podcasts. It's kind of in the same realm, you know? So yeah, it just, my daughter is delivering pizza because that's what's working for her and her boyfriend and the baby and you know, the schedules Mm -hmm. and she loves to read. She's reading. I mean, she's a reading maniac. And I said, you need to get Audible and you can be doing it while you're delivering pizza. (laughs) She is. She's like, mom, it's great. (laughs) 
Absolutely. It's just, it's kind of a no brainer. I mean, you know, you've got the time, we've got the ears. It's like, just put your, put your AirPods in there and just uh, Mm -hmm. open up a whole new world. And that's kind of how, you know, I've been approaching it. So this webinar was incredible. It was a free webinar too. I watched it. It was like, oh, you did? Yeah, I watched it last night. What did you think? I liked it. I did fall, uh, full disclosure, I did, I have, I did fall asleep in the last, like, <laughs> because I was so tired, like 15 minutes. So I need to go back and watch it again. But I would no, love it, to watch it. it, it yeah. I'll send it to you. It totally yeah. inspired me to. My longer book is probably going to be on postpartum depression oh, and baby that's blues. Perfect. Oh, wow. Because I was suffering and I me wanted too. a book that would. <clears throat> kind of guide me through that process. Right. So, um, and I really just couldn't find anything that really. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one. It's, it seems like it's a lot of clinical information, but not so much. Mm -hmm. Okay. I went through this. This is all the tools and things that I learned and my personal experience, like those personal, you'll, you'll see like blogs or little things here and there, but not a book like that. I think that'd be incredible. The book that re- it's, it's going to be difficult, yeah. Without that, the book that really helped me through postpartum depression was Brooke Shields' book. Down came the rain. Yeah, that's was, the only one I really know of. She it was out around the t- mm-hmm. time, and it saved my life, oh. literally. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so I should read that and kind yes. of model it. Definitely, really great. Um, but I will definitely do that because I, I do feel like there's just a lack of knowledge out there and mm-hmm. women. And, and it's crazy because I've talked to some women who have said they even talked to their doctors and said they were suffering and their doctors were just like, it's normal. Don't worry. It'll pass. The baby's tiny, you know, like once it grows and blah, blah. And it's like, no, I need help right now, immediately. Like, why, what can you do for me now? So I think that is kind of what where I'm going with that. Um, I would love to write one on perimenopause. Yeah. I You'll, I would I'll, I'll love, send you this. Yeah. I want a yeah. real talk book about perimenopause. It's the same kind of thing. And I think it's women's issues in general. You know, you, you see these stories constantly. I just watched this one. It's not funny, but it's kind of funny. But she, <laughs> she made a TikTok about it. And I know, I, you know, but basically she had had a full hysterectomy. And she was having this horrendous pain, like abdominal pain, and kept going to the doctor in the emergency room. And they kept telling her it was a cyst on her ovary. And she's like, I don't have ovaries. And they're like, they didn't believe her. And the second time she went to the ER, one, I think one at one point they said appendicitis. Okay. And then it was, you know, and then no, it's the, it's a tumor. It's a tumor. And they actually were not like checking her (laughs) records to see if she was telling the truth that she didn't have ovaries. Like it was unreal. I'll have to find it and send it to you guys. At the end of the day, she had surgery allegedly to remove this tumor that they finally decided that's what it was. And that was the gynecologist. It turned out to be appendicitis the whole time. (laughs) That is wild. Did her appendix ever um, like explode? I don't, I don't think so. It wasn't like that. It was mainly just the, the information about the misdiagnosis. That's all I really got. Cause it was a TikTok. but I've seen a lot of stuff like that, but yeah, women's issues, a lot of them. It's like my mom used to joke, but she's right. She said, honey, if it was happening to men, they would have solved this by now. They would know exactly <laughs> right? what's happening. It's so true. Kind of getting um, there. Yeah. So is that a topic that you could like talk to us about for like hours and hours on end perfect oh, that's, yeah, what you baby. Want to, that's what you want to write about so seriously because that's how I felt about my topic you know I felt like this is what I've been living for the past 
I don't know, 15 years. I've been married for 12 in April this year. And we never have like left our honeymoon period, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what are we doing that other people aren't? Because when I have a, a frank conversation with my girlfriends or really anybody, they're like, oh, we might have sex once a month. And I'm like, how is that okay? Like, yeah. how is that going to satisfy anyone? It's not going to satisfy you. Definitely not your husband, you know? So why not like get into the groove of just having it be more of like a regular thing? And part of a chapter of my book, I talk about, it almost has to be treated like three meals a day. Like it almost has to be treated mm-hmm. like working out every day. You know, mm-hmm. we, he and I are, are sexual on some level every single day. I mean, it may not be intercourse, you know, but it's something that we feel sexually and physically connected. Right. Hmm. And it's not that hard. I feel like, you know, this is a very easy how-to guide. I call it my like sexy little how-to guide (laughs) to kind of like infuse that into your relationship every single day and live a more romantic life without really even putting that much work into it and effort you know, I mean, sending a text to your hubby and saying like, can't wait to see you tonight. Like, how hard is that? You know, no, <laughs> it's right. like, it's just, you just want them to have you on their mind, right? Mm-hmm. That just that little, that little um, nudge or that little, you know, um, reminder. reminder. Yeah. Hey, I'm not wearing a bra right now. Like, you know, I mean, just some fun, like flirty right. little things. It's just so simple. It is. And yet we just don't do it. We let other things in life be more important. So it, mm-hmm. you do have to make it a priority. And that's what I talk about in the book, you know, the deep emotional connection that you have to have and you have to build. And this is for people that obviously want to have that, you know, if mm-hmm. you're happy just living with your roommate and, you know, having someone split the bills with you, like this book is mm-hmm. not for you. This is for right. people who really want that passion and that romance in their life every single day. And I've been blessed to have that. And I hope I'll have that till we die. I mean, I hope it's a lifelong thing, which it looks like. It looks like after 12 years, it is. I think at some (laughs) level, you know, like, I think, yeah, five years, seven years in. I mean, I think my husband and I, I want to say we started to taper off with everything, maybe around the nine, 10 year mark and Mm -hmm. kind of lost that, you know, making an effort to make, have date night or, you know, just we used to when even after my son was born, we would always have like he worked nights and didn't have the weekends off. So Tuesday it was always like Tuesday night was our date night and for everything. And yeah. and we would still, you know, see each other in passing through the week. But come hell or high water, Tuesday was ours. But mm-hmm. throughout the years, that kind of got like pushed by the wayside. And there's sometimes large gaps between our uh, intimacies. Let's just say that. Well, and I would like to touch on. You, you make a good point. So I don't know how old you are, Aaron, or your husband, um, but there is, there's some biology issues here. And let, let me tell you something. Mm, it's yeah. a cruel joke. I always, I always talk about this. My husband had the craziest sex drive. I've never met anyone when he was younger. That goes away for men. And then us as women, we reach our prime as we get older. So that that's a whole nother challenge. <laughs> And so I still feel like my husband and I, we are really into each other. It never, it never went away, but I will say his sex drive is lower. So we do have to work harder at, you know, you know, making the effort. He has to make more effort than he used to when he was younger. Um, But you do have young kids, right? 
Yeah, we're both in our 40s and oh. our kids are seven, 7 and 10. And um, yeah, I mean, we've, I would say that it goes back and forth as far as drive, mm-hmm. but we never mm-hmm. let drive affect intimacy, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we're not feeling like, oh, we want to be all over each other, we're still going to be holding hands. We're still going to be kissing. We're still going to be playing footsie, you know, those types of things. And that still builds that emotional connection and intimacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be just the act of sex, right? Yeah. So when you keep that in mind, it's easy to have that every single day if you're actively doing that, you know? And that's where the emotional connection comes in because if this person is pissing you off or <laughs> is disrespecting you or, you know, is is hurting your feelings or whatever, you're not going to feel close to them. So you do have to work on that part of it, mm-hmm. right? And the open communication. And I talk about all of that, you know, very, just everything that kind of goes into building that emotional and uh, intimacy that you need. Okay. I think for me, and I, and, and you, you're, you're not there yet. So we'll, we'll readdress this question in maybe 10 years. I felt <laughs> like, and, 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 and Ellie, maybe you, you can relate to it. I felt like it was easier to find the time to be alone when my son was smaller because we only had these small windows when he went to bed and when he was gone at overnight at a friend's house and things like that. So we've made the most of it where as my son has gotten older and he is out more and we find ourselves alone in the house all of the time where when he was young, mm-hmm. we would jump at and now we don't because it's so we're so used to having that time alone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. That makes sense. I think that it has to be a comfort level too, mm-hmm. right? You know, you guys probably feel so comfortable together. You do. And it's more of a like deeper friendship, which there's nothing wrong with that. But you do still want to have that physical Mm -hmm. aspect, right? I mean, that's important to you. So let me ask you this. Are you, and let me know if it gets too personal. Okay. You know, I'm like unfiltered, right? Yeah. Unfiltered. Unfiltered. Um, Unfiltered. So are you the one that is uh, initiating or would you say he is more of the initiator? I would be. Okay. You are. And then is it? Is the advancement accepted more or rejected more? Like if you'd go, you know, 50-50, like what do you, how do you feel about that? I feel like there, on his end, there's always an excuse. Oh, your hip's bothering you. Oh, you didn't feel good. I don't want to, I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to hurt you with your hip or your back or this or that. And It's so it's, it's, it's casting blame when really it's just an excuse on his end. Now my husband's 52. So there, like Ellie said with her husband, the sex drive is not always where it was. Like my husband always tells me, I told you, I told you both those years ago, (laughs) one of these days, one of these days, one of these days it's going to be broken and you're going to be sorry. (laughs) (laughs) There is a little bit of working at it and planning. So, you know, it's so, which is fine. But, you know, I, I do know when we have our time alone together, like a few months ago, we, we went away to a work conference and um, just us overnight, you know, a couple nights in a hotel and, you know, we'll, 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 we always lay together in bed and watch TV and we, we make the time there. Like I, we're, we're very comfortable with each other. And I know 
I've gotten to a point in my life where I know it's not personal. I know it's not because he doesn't feel this way about me or because he doesn't want me. It's just that like natural age progression. When I was younger, you know, maybe five, you know, three, four years ago, I would get really upset about it. But, you know, we, we, so we try to like we, we have a, like a promise now like to each other as we're both getting better. And I just got my hip replaced that uh, <laughs> we're going to work at it more in the future. <laughs> got to work that hip out, man. Yeah, you you got dis- all new parts. I got to be careful. I don't want dislocated. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's too funny. Well, the bu- I think the book will resonate with you yeah, then because. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different angles, you know, that you can take and something is going to is going to uh stick with you, you know, in your situation. But you know, old age is just it's just it's it's there, right? We have to accept it and and we have to kind of just um do our best to work with that. But I will say things like ashwagandha, you know, oh, yeah. are huge for sex drive. Um if we are overweight and that's kind of why I'm working with Aaron, although really don't have to complain about his sex drive. We're pretty mad. We're pretty well matched, but, um, you know, he has a belly. And so we're working on that because actually having excess belly fat can, uh, lower your sex drive as well. My husband has that too. Mm-hmm. So, My husband too. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, and after reading this book, you know, it's called zero belly diet, um, by Dave Shinken. So I know it's going to say his name wrong, but anyway, he's a guy that does like eat this, not that those books. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in men's health, like the editor. And anyway, the book is fascinating. Um, basically saying the best thing you can do for your health, your sex drive, all of that is just to lose your belly because yeah, it will just I've heard completely that, yeah. transform your life. So that's kind of where we're like working on that. But um, so that that's an option too, you know, um, to, to, uh, to focus on that. But I know that's not something that everybody can do or wants to do. So but yeah. no, I understand because my husband's health is, you know, he doesn't take care of himself. And he we just went through a stint where he had to stop eating sugar because his blood work is that his glucose was too high. And mm-hmm. he went and had his blood work done and, you know, to check it, make sure it was okay, came home with a box of donuts. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I have my blood work done. I can eat the donuts now. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. So I'm constantly food policing him. And I'm like, look, you got to get to a healthier point so that you feel better. And that, you know, like I've done all these things. I've lost 60 pounds in the last couple of years. I'm trying to lose more. I've done all these things to make my life better. Like you have to do the same or you're going to like widow me in like five years. Yeah. It's, it's so true. It's so true. It's funny because when I wrote this book and um, I haven't even talked about like the time frame of that happened and I will, he was like, wow, you set out a goal. You accomplished it. This is my goal now. I want to do that. I want to, I want to feel that sense of accomplishment like you felt because he saw just me on cloud nine feeling so proud of myself and, you know, feeling that accomplishment, you know, so he wants that. So this is, so it, it really does take them wanting to make that choice and that mm-hmm. decision. And once they get there, then the ball's in their court, right? But I was with you. I did the food policing too. And I'm such an enabler. I just want people to be happy. That's just how I am a people pleaser. So I'm like, I know this is bad for you, but it'll make you really happy. (laughs) Oh my God. I am the, I am public enemy number one. Yes, you are. (laughs) Food is love. It is one of my love languages. 
And it's, yes, Jenny will attest to this. And it's with everyone in my life. And, you know, he, my husband even teases me. He's like, it's your fault. (laughs) Like, no, no, I'm just, but I, and I love to cook and I love to, but my husband and I committed to this years ago, um, where we both went in together and kind of the whole family, really, it was like, okay, we're not going to call this dieting. We're going to call it doing better, you know, period, like making healthier choices. And, you know, of course they always lose the most weight, the quickest, you know, and you want to murder them. But Mm -hmm. he, (laughs) he did simple changes, like stopped with the sodas, stopped eating fast food. Cause he's, he does flooring for a living. He's in construction. So it's easy to just whip up and, you know, go to McDonald's or whatever. And yeah, he lost a bunch of weight. I lost weight. We both felt so much better. And we, we were just talking about it. He brought it up again. I was shocked because I thought he had totally given it up, but He's like, that's it. I want to start. And I think it's because he is, I mean, he's, I'm 42, he's 47 and you know, he's so young at heart. Anyone that meets him knows like he is just like a giant kid, but his energy level is, you know, it's, it's, and he works hard and, you know, but yeah. it's not there. And I know it's starting to bother him. And it's funny. Cause I, I will still get sensitive like, and feel like he doesn't, you know, he's not interested in me anymore or something or, you know, and it's funny though. Cause he'll like surprise me with like sex toys and stuff when I've been <laughs> like, like, like crying, thinking he doesn't love me anymore. And I'm like, when the hell did you get that? And he's like, oh, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, what? I love that. So, and he is a sexual guy, you know, he always was, but, and believe me, I do feel bad for when I was younger, but <laughs> And he, he's had honest conversations with me. Like, he's like, yeah, it really did affect my self-esteem. And, and I can tell you with all my heart and soul, it had nothing to do with that for me. When I was younger, I literally, I had no sex drive when my kids were little. And, and I think there's, there was some of that. And I think there was some trauma earlier in my life that definitely contributed that I hadn't really worked out but I really had no sex drive and I was always so attracted to him. I mean, that, that was never an issue. So, yeah, you know, and we're facing, <laughs> we're looking down the barrel because we only have one left at home <laughs> and then it's really just going to be us. And yeah. I'm excited. I'm like, I want to do it everywhere. I want to do freaky stuff. I'm like, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's try stuff. We've never tried. I want to swing. I want everything. <laughs> Get cozy in public. Yeah. I um I think he does too though. I think he's starting to think about our next chapter with just us, you know. Yeah, I know we have quite a ways to go, but we're we still like fantasize about how it'll be when they're out and mm-hmm. you know all the traveling we want to do and right the the uh the crazy hotel sex as I as he calls yeah. it. Oh yeah, little. totally. What is it with them yeah. in the hotels? They love the hotels. It's just, a, it's a different environment. I don't know. It's like inhibitions are gone. Uh-huh. Like it's hilarious. I don't know. And that's what I talk about in my book too. I'm like, just get away. Even mm-hmm. if it's just down the street, leaving your house, leaving your bedroom, leaving your bed, it's huge. For some reason, it just like flips the switch of, oh, yeah. you know, freaky town. <laughs> it does. It totally <laughs> do does. We used to do that when we, when we were young, we would, you know, give, um, our son would our in-laws would take him and we would go like two hours away to Orlando or here just for the night and that Mm -hmm. would be our like romantic getaway for the night yeah have dinner nice dinner get dressed up yeah 
I think it you can. Re- I think you can time. relax too. You like can. it's like taking yourself out of your environment. You all of a sudden stop thinking about all the stresses, the bills, and the blah blah blah, whatever. And yeah, it's very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I that's a huge part of my book because I feel like that just changing your um, environment, you know, is is huge for that. And it also doesn't have like the constant reminders. Like if you're having issues in your bedroom, you know, and you're in your bedroom and you're trying to work through that, it's like constant reminders, mm-hmm. you know, if you're mm-hmm. in a completely different space, it makes sense that it's like a clean slate. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Do you talk about um, love languages at all? Like, yes. cause that's so intriguing yes. to me. Like I definitely, you know, when you talk about like holding hands and playing footsie, I'm not going to have it with my husband. It's not like that. <laughs> okay, he's not physical touch. No, I have discovered literally in the past couple of years, I do believe that it is for me, that physical touch is for me. And it's something that I've been thinking about because I'm like, you know what? I never really, I always thought we were very similar in that department, but maybe I have changed as I've gotten older. Maybe it's just something that's cropped up that I feel like I need more of like, yeah. because he'll just like, touch me on my back i'm like i'm like where'd that come from why am i like freaking out over that that's weird because i wasn't like that when i was younger you know it was weird but his love language like is is definitely acts so he he does acts of love so it's you know and it'll be buy you a new tv or a laptop or something like that (laughs) that's something he likes to do but, but or like turning on the coffee machine in the morning I'll wake up and see that it's on and I'm like, Oh, but that's, and that's how he does it. Yeah. So what did you, Um, what's your perspective on that? Yeah. Well, I definitely, I think that's in the first chapter, honestly, because I think that if you don't know your partner's love language, how are you going to show them love? Right. And in the way they want to be loved. So that I want to say that's like, boom, right there, you know, cause that's really where you start from. I think that's a really good starting point. Um, I think also knowing the attachment style, you know, what attachment style your partner is, what attachment style you are. We talk about that as well. And the last one, I believe, was the intimacy style. So I interviewed, um, you guys know Married at First Sight. Mm -hmm. You know that show. Mm -hmm. I interviewed Dr. Viviana Coles, who is like the sex and intimacy expert, right, on the show. absolutely fascinating interview. And she was talking about her new book, The Four Intimacy Styles. And you think you know, but until you take that quiz, you really don't know your intimacy style. I am really intrigued. Yeah, I want to know. Oh, I was blown away. So if you take those three things and you know all of that about your partner, you're going to elevate the way that you love your partner 200 times fold. I mean, I'm like, what happened? You froze. You froze. (laughs) We're like, come back. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah so what I was saying is you know knowing all of that about your partner is just going to increase the way you can connect with them obviously and all the, on all these different levels so I'm excited to find out what attachment style Aaron is and what intimacy style he is although I'm pretty sure I know but I do go into um describing each one a little bit. So when you're reading my book, you can have like a nice overview. And then I tell you where to go and take the quiz or, you know, learn more about it. But those three things I think are key to really understanding where your partner's coming from on a physical level, on an emotional level. So interesting. 
uh, love languages can absolutely change. I mean, 100%, you know, I think I've been physical touch for as long as I know, but now I love words of affirmation and I didn't realize that was important to me to hear it because he's Mm -hmm. now saying more, you know, he, he's now been like, Oh, uh, good morning, beautiful. And like, he never did that before. And that for me, it just like fills my bucket, right? Like it just fills it up. I'm like, oh, that's what I need apparently. And that's like so simple. It's so simple for him to do and he's happy to do it. And I've been asking him, what can I do to make you happy today? Mm -hmm. And that's really been helping us as well because, you know, maybe he needs me to, he likes acts of service. So maybe he needs me to do, you know, certain thing around the house or whatever, take that off his list, right? He feels burdened by like all the things he has to do. And so as like the house manager, you know, if I can take certain things off of his list, that makes him feel great. Or maybe I'm returning the Amazon things or something. For me, I'm like, no big deal. Like I would do it even if he didn't want me to, right? But it's filling his bucket. So I think being able to fill each other's buckets is really key and knowing what buckets to fill. Yeah. hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm like running, food. Running. Food is so high on my husband's list. Mine, no. <laughs> my goal needs to be: how do I replace food with sex? I got to figure yeah. out. <laughs> or bring or bring food into the bedroom. Food I into the bedroom. There we go. There we go. Yes. Yes. Strawberries. You know. See, but what he wants to eat that would be real messy. I don't know if I could do it. That's true. That's Nachos. True. <laughs> oh God! I'd be a little crazy. <laughs> Butter, (laughs) lots of butter. Butter. He's into butter. Well, now that I don't know. (laughs) With my uh, husband to work. Yeah. (laughs) With my husband, it's going out to dinner at restaurants. Like that's his thing. And and because I've been so like limited with my hip and over the past couple of months, by the time I get home from work and do this, and the end of the day, I haven't. We've been just like if we do that, it's it's a lot of ordering in, and. Well, Saturday before my surgery, I made plans to go to dinner with a friend, like one of my best friend. And I hadn't seen her in a couple of months. And he was happened to be working, like picked up that Saturday to work. And he said, what are you going to do today? And I said, oh, I'm going to go over to, you know, we're going to have Japanese, the Japanese steakhouse with, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he looks at me like I killed. He looked at me like I killed Christ. And he was like. What do you mean? <laughs> You're going there? What? He's like, you don't, he's like, you don't go anywhere with me. And I'm like, and I'm like, You're going and I was like, You're going to work. What's the big deal? He's like, You never want to go with me. And I was you like, You betrayed him. I, like, oh. oh, it was horrible. And I said, I'm so sorry. I said, but I haven't seen her in like two months. And that's the only reason. And I have a surgery and I'm probably gonna be stuck in the house. Yeah, but Jenny, really? You had to go to the Japanese steakhouse. I mean, come on. I'm on his side. Yes. (laughs) Justin would murder me. In all fairness, it wasn't like Daruma or any of the ones like we went for my birthday. It was like where they they do it in the back and bring it to you. Oh, thank God. Okay, that's not the same thing. Yeah, it was this place (laughs) over over in West Bradenton. But yeah, no, but it's still really good. So I know where that is. Yeah, so I was, yeah, you do. So I was just like, okay, well, I, I'm sorry. I promise I'll go with you. Like, we'll make so an effort. Funny. And uh, yeah, so like, it, like look, look on his face. I was like, Justin's the same way. Same exact way. Yeah. That's our hobby. We always yeah. joke about it. I'm like, that's our hobby. That's our thing. <laughs> yeah. That's us in movies. You know, we, we see like two movies a week at least. 
And then if I'm like on Thursday, I'm going to go see Magic Mike, you know, opening night oh. or whatever with my, with my girlfriend, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, you're going to a movie? And I'm like, it's Magic <laughs> Mike. Like, did you want to come? And he's like, well, I mean, it's a movie. And just like, want to just want to be invited. I just wanted the option. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll go see something like in the, you know, on the weekend that you actually want to see. <laughs> we used to watch movies like that. We, that was one of our things. And I don't know if it's my stress and anxiety levels. Like I'd say in the past, like, like six or so years, I like, I'm more apt if I'm going to watch a movie, it's something I've already seen. Like, I don't, I, I have a hard time settling down and just watching a movie and really? he like picks on me about it. And I think it bothers him like, cause he really enjoys watching movies and he enjoys watching them with me. And so I, it's something I've been more, and I know it seems silly, but it's, it is something. Yeah. And, and I, so like when our daughter came home, when Georgia popped in that one weekend, not last weekend, but the weekend before I actually sat with them and watched a movie, but it was like, in my mind, it was present. It was like, you need to make an effort like this is no. And they didn't believe it. they're like, you're not going to watch a movie. We had even tried to instill movie night, which I'm totally about it. And, and he was too, but we wanted to show our kids movies that we loved. Like the first one we watched was Jerry, yes. Jerry Maguire. They had never seen it. So, you know, so I'm like, okay, um, I can get down with that. You know, so we've been yeah. trying to do that, but yeah, it's, yeah. I know it's important to, I know it's something he misses doing with me. So that tells me that maybe he's quality time, right? Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't even think about that time. one. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yes, he is. He wants mm -hmm. to do stuff with me. Like, he definitely enjoys. Awesome. That's funny. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. 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 I mean, it sounds like that, you know, and it's funny because most people who are quality time also are physical touch, but it sounds like he's not physical touch. So that's, that's an interesting. He used to be much more physical touch, okay. but he, he was okay. never a hold your hand in public kind of guy or, okay. or even PDA. together. Like he, he doesn't, it's more of like a um, sensory thing. If I'm being honest, oh, it, he, okay. it is, I, I had him take an autism quiz. <laughs> not that long. I'm not kidding you because I know that he has ADD. I, I know that. And he knows that. It was so but overlooked some, in our generation. It really was. And my daughters now have some of those issues. They've never been, you know, diagnosed with anything or, you know, they're obviously functioning well and all that. But I was explaining to him, just because you have, you're on the spectrum, you know, doesn't mean that you're like, you know, handicapped to disabled to the point where you can't function. Oh, there's the spectrum, all these yeah. other levels. And I, I did, I feel like some of it has affected our relationship because again, the sensory thing, some of the things that he'll say at times, and I know this man, his heart is so big. He is such a sweet person. And, but he will say something that will cut you like a knife and it's, but it's more of a, did you really process that before you allowed it to come out? sort of like thing no filter exactly mm -hmm. where and he'll know it as soon as he does it you know and I'm like Did you, just, uh, you know <laughs> right, so right. it's like <laughs> read the room dude like yeah like, yeah yeah oh but gosh, I do I wonder <laughs> yeah well communicate I know it does affect communication so that does actually make a lot of sense yeah so he took the quiz did he fall 
anywhere on the spectrum in the quiz? He, he did. He did. He did. Um, you know, and he was like, he, w- I felt like he was almost relieved because yeah. some, some of this stuff really, it is affecting him. Um, I've, I tease him sometimes. I'm like, we really do need to like, maybe get you on Ritalin or something like, <laughs> but like it's, it's, I can see it overwhelming him at times, the way that his like mind works and, you know, but yeah, he did. He was, I don't remember the exact, like, you know, numbers or what, the, what the quiz yeah. gave us, but it did indicate, yes, you might want to look into this. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, there is some medication to help people, you know, if, if they're experiencing certain things that are affecting their lives, you know, yeah. um, let me really quick go back to the whole movie theater thing though. So <laughs> we, so there's a chapter in there about obviously getting cozy in public. That's a title, but, mm. um, <clears throat> I talk about how a movie theater experience can be a very sexual one. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. can, you can really bring it up a notch mm-hmm. or two or, or 500. Um, <laughs> if you, you know, just dress appropriately, bring a blanket, yeah. bring white. I think you know where I'm going here. <laughs> Hole in the popcorn bucket. Is this where we're going? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, people don't think about that. And and I think that it's fun to kind of think of like every date, every outing, every, every excursion you have, you know, with your partner can become something really fun and flirty and romantic and sexual, even if you want it to go there. Right. Yeah. So it's just ideas, fun ideas. And, um, I have like date ideas in there, like unique date ideas. Um, I just hope that it'll just like get juices flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and think about these things, you know, in a different light. Um, and it was just so much fun to write. I mean, I was, I was just sitting there just grinning the whole time. Like, this is so much fun. This is not feeling like work. This is just like me talking to a girlfriend, you know, after a couple drininks, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> just putting it all out there. And Ellie, um, if you are interested in writing, you know, your own book, I have to tell you, I did this. I wrote this whole book in one week. Which is it's so fascinating Ooh. to me. Yes. Wow. Wow. I did. Now, granted, the kids were gone. My hubby was had taken them to uh, Tahoe. So I had uninterrupted time. You know, I like put my phone on do not disturb. I mean, I, I limited all every and all distractions. I mean, <laughs> yes, I was on Instagram like here and there. But yeah. very much so, you know, was very just head down, you know, doing what I needed to do. But if you're writing about a topic that you're very passionate about, and that's why I was asking you, can you talk mm-hmm. about this topic for hours? <laughs> Jenny, I can't, right? <laughs> then you've got that and book. Taylor Swift. So I don't know. Yeah. It'll be a toss up. <laughs> just, just saying. A little Swifty. Um, I love perimenopause, you know, a book about perimenopause, because I do think that especially there's so many of us now who that are entering mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that time in our lives. And I think that there's not a lot of books out there that can kind of be our guide. So um, definitely we're going to talk offline more about I this, would, but I think yes, that would I'm, be fantastic. Because I, I'm not kidding you. I have talked to so many women now at like my work. Okay. Prime example at, at work. These are women that some are older than me, some are younger, some are, you know, whatever. They don't know anything about it. I mean, nothing. And I work in the medical field. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, I'll start talking about things and they're like, oh my God, that's happening to me too. Oh my God. What, what is perimenopause? What are you talking about? They know about menopause. Some some have even heard of the posts, like some things after, 
but the perimenopause, when I first started going through it, let's see, I'm 42. So it was my mid thirties, really like 35, 36. And no one would even talk to me about it seriously because of my age. And I'm like, first of all, it happened to my mother, same thing. And one of the early signs for her was severe vertigo. And I remember when that happened to her and she, I had to call 911. I was probably like, hmm, I don't know, like 14 or 15. And she fell down from the vertigo. And, but later found out and she went through this whole journey with, you know, whatever we can talk about it later, but she was always telling me, you know, like what was happening to her. So I learned about it because of her, but, and she said the same thing. Women don't know about this and doctors don't take it seriously. And let me tell you, it has been debilitating (laughs) some of the stuff that I've been going through. So yeah, I could, I could talk about it for days. days. I didn't write a book on it. Yeah, I didn't know it existed till after I was done with it. Like, because I'm 49, I haven't gotten a period in probably like five years. So I went through it very sudden, very, (laughs) very suddenly it just stopped. But for years leading, there was all these things leading up to it that I had, I would tell my doctors and they would just blow it off. And just so leading up to it, I didn't know it was coming. And then when I didn't get that period, it was like, I remember it was that one summer, Ellie, and I ever mm-hmm. all the all the girls in the house and everybody they were all getting their periods around me, and I was like, "Wish mine would just come," because it's driving me crazy that I haven't gotten. And I, I felt like something was wrong, and my body was wrong. And come to find out, here I was, you know, embarking on menopause, and I didn't even know I went through perimenopause. And a lot, wow. and you know, it's t- funny because like Ellie will say something, or our friend Maria will say something to me about you know, they're feeling this way or this is happening now. And I'm like, oh, that used to happen to me. That's perimenopause. Oh my God. Jenny has been among, listen, I could list a million <laughs> reasons why this person coming into my life when she did is beyond a blessing. But this, this is almost at the very tippy top of the list because I will literally be losing my shit thinking I'm dying, thinking I'm going to have a stroke, thinking I'm going to have a heart attack. I'll call her. Okay. (laughs) This is happening. And she's like, yep, it all happened to me. This all happened to me. And I'm like, thank God. Thank God. (laughs) So at least like I skip at least one ER trip because that's my favorite thing to do now. (laughs) Show up to the ER and go, I'm dying. This is happening. And they're like, no, you're not. I did it many times. I did it many times. Yeah. It's horrific. (laughs) So Ellie, think of, think of you as you're giving everybody Jenny in a book form. I would love to do that. I'm not kidding you. Like it's been, Oh, it's happening. I mean, it's so (laughs) wonderful. You're right. Thank you for the, for the motivation. You know what? And I will tell you, I have always been interested in writing, but what I've been interested in writing is children, children's books. Yeah. It was a lifelong, you, that too. you know, yeah. like dream of mine, you know, because I made books a huge part of my kids' lives. And it was something I prided myself on because I'm a very highly dysfunctional mother, but there was a few things that I was like, I was like, this is good. I can do this. I'm a good mommy. So I was, I was really dedicated to reading to them, but I, and they love it so much. And I'm like, I would love to create like a really cool children's book, but yeah, I, Again, like you said, you're a podcaster. You got a lot to say. 
you know, you love to talk. I think that translates. You would I make would a great imagine. therapist, Erin. You would be the, like, mm-hmm. yes. I, like, I don't know if it's in your wheelhouse to ever go down that road, but I, I think that you, this, from our conversations just here and you mm-hmm. just, you give the best advice. You put everything into mm-hmm. like total rationale and reason. And it just, even, even watch like when we break down the bachelor episodes and other reality TV, you give this so perspective, such a great perspective that is mm-hmm. very, it's very psychology just like, and it's well, just, you're oh, a coach, okay. right? You that's, I mean, yeah, I'm, a- I'm, I'm a, I'm a sleep coach and a, mm-hmm. and a dating coach. And I do think that my, um, you know, I, I majored in sociology. My degree right. is in sociology there you go. and mass communication. So, there you, go. Yeah. you know, I got a good, I got a good education from the University of Florida. Go Gators. Um, <laughs> by the way, did you guys know that Jesse went to U.S.? Yes. Yes. He was. Okay. Yes. Oh, it was, okay. Yes. I did that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. And I, and I remember um, that's how I knew who he was so early on. And then he went to my father's favorite football team, the Giants. So mm. when it came to him, we, my brother and I were so excited when he was the bachelor because just because, you know, we, we knew of him from UF and everything. Oh, I actually cool. have a Giants helmet with his signature around here somewhere. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Yeah. I actually never watched his season. Can you believe that? I feel like that's blasphemous. I need to watch it. I, I, was, I definitely did not. Well, it's definitely <laughs> so one of the early ones. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> definitely one of the earlier cheesy ones, but yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's like one of the only ones I missed. So that's pretty bad. And you but know what? Anyway. You know what's funny real quick? His season, I believe, is one of the only ones where they did it where, because now they what they do is, you know, they'll always do the breakup first on at the finish. Then they do the. Yeah they swapped it after the final row yes they they swapped it they did the proposal then she waited then they did the break yeah oh okay yeah Hmm. i know it was yeah yeah i should binge it i should binge it i'm sure it's out there i'm sure it is um but i am i am so honored like those are such kind words and i i really feel um that is my purpose on earth is to help people and to guide them and whatever you know capacity i feel i need to do that so that really means a lot and I hope this book will do that same thing. I hope that it'll come across that way. And I, I can't wait for you guys to read it. I hope you enjoy it. And I, I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, the feedback's been great so far. I mean, I've, yeah. I've loved hearing what people have thought. Uh, the five-star review on Amazon. I saw that I yesterday. Yeah. I, was so, I was so excited. Like we, I'm going to go Lily. order as soon as we're done. But then I would, uh, please let us know when you're going to do the audible. Sorry to cut you off, Jenny, because my eyes are crap. And I like, I like listening. <laughs> Yeah. No, you're fine. Um, yeah, the the it, and the thing about it too, it's such a short book. You know, it's only 32 pages. Oh wow. Okay. It's, it's I have plenty of time right short. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's extremely yeah, short. Right. You can read it and I I don't know, it'll probably take you like an hour and a half, maybe. Maybe okay. that. So okay. super easy read. And people tell me it was, you know, they, they wanted to keep reading, that it was oh. uh, it was yeah, you know, and um I do leave you wanting more at the end. I apologize for that, but that was kind of my intention Part you know, because I, yeah, well, and I'm thinking to do like a getting cozy online and talk about online dating There you go. and my That'd tips and tricks. Um, shout out to Christy who came up with that title. Cause I wanted to do getting cozy date and dating, but I'm like, no, that doesn't really ring very well. Getting cozy online, I think is so perfect because yeah. that is really how people are meeting yes. these days. And people just don't know how to do it. Mm-mm. You know, they're just, mm-hmm. they're so intimidated. They they don't know what apps to use. I was just talking to someone yesterday about this and they're like, 
I wish there was somebody who could literally just go swipe for me and have conversations for me. And I said, maybe I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll provide that service because I don't, I don't mind doing it. I think it's fun. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. So we'll see. But um, I think that will be the next in the series. And then I'm not really sure where it'll go from there. But I like that I've branded it and people, you know, recognize that's me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting busy. So that, that's kind of fun. Yeah. But, was, I thought that was really smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you could. There's a whole bunch of things. The market, market, marketing genius in me is rambling up all the things <laughs> in my head what you could do with it. Oh please! We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk later. (laughs) Want to pick her brain? Yeah. Okay, I love that. No, I was was saying earlier that when when you when you sent me the the message with everything, I screenshotted it and sent it to Allie, and we were both so excited for you. Mm -hmm. Like we were like, "Oh my god, yes! This is great! This is like the best thing!" It's like you know, just we're like proud parents. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's I love it's so cool. Like like you said, you know, to begin with, just you know, being able to accomplish something, especially at our age, you know, where you kind of start to feel like you're not like as visible, maybe if that's a good word, or at least I feel that way at times, you know, and I know that's only going to get a little worse as I get older. And I, I know that the conversation is changing a lot with, you know, aging with women and especially, but yeah, it's like, it's not done. We're not done. There's still tons of time to do anything that you want to do. So I just, I'm impressed and think it's just really great that you've done it. And and you've inspired me. Me too. Big time. Me too. You're going to make me cry. Um, I just, you know, I want to leave a legacy for my children and I want to help my husband retire early because he does work so hard. Yeah. And there's so many things we want to do in this late life and not feel so you know, tied to a mortgage and tied to car payments and tied to those mm-hmm. types of things. So I think this is like financial freedom, a way to find financial freedom, but also be giving great information, Yeah, getting great information out there that will last forever, way yeah. after I'm gone, you know, hopefully. So it's just, I, I get chills. Like it's, it's just, it's so exciting because I feel like I've been looking for a path like this and to find it like this way, just on Instagram of all places. Like, isn't right. that crazy? Yeah. It's been such a gift and such a blessing. I was I was doing a podcast interview earlier um, with someone that wanted to talk like business taxes and he brought up the podcast and he said, what was your why? What was your reasoning for, for getting into it? And I said, ultimately, it was to help people, to, sh- to sh- help other women to know that the things that they experience in their bodies and in their mind and in their life, they're not alone. And right. he was like, that's such a great perspective. He's like, because he was a boomer. He's like, yeah, because I'm a boomer. We didn't talk about those things. I said, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our parents didn't talk right, about that. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I agree. I remember when I got my period, um, I told my best friend's mom because I didn't feel comfortable sharing that, you know, with my mom and she was really hurt and upset, but I was like, you didn't provide the invite, the comfortable and safe environment, you know? And even right. though I'm so nervous about my daughter, who's 10, it's going to happen soon. Mm-hmm. I'm so nervous about that. I don't want her to go through the same thing I went through. And I want her to know that like, Hey, you can come talk to me about anything. So I'm trying yeah. to break that cycle. And I do believe that if you're passionate about something and you can write a book about it, you know, you will help so many, just countless people. hundred percent. My, my thing is if you help one, I mean, when I joined the that's podcast, yeah, that's yeah. what I told Jenny. I'm like, 
if, if even one person benefits from what we're saying, if, if it, and you know, it's, it really is, it's, I mean, having anybody, any feedback at all. I mean, we did the interview with, um, her first name with uh, love love is not dead just my husband rebecca johnson rebecca johnson and we did that a couple weeks ago and she was like fangirling over us and i was like what the hell what's happening (laughs) like and but it she was just so like loved the podcast and just you know so that feeling that oh my god we're like totally giving someone comfort or distraction or whatever, whatever it is they needed. I, that's such a cool feeling. So yeah, I'm sure your book is going to do the same. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It it is very powerful and it's what keeps you going. Right. I mean, it's just, it's so motivating and exciting and um, you feel like that's your purpose for being here. And that's what I love. Like, I love just feeling like I have a purpose. This is what I'm supposed to do. You know, just Mm -hmm. like with coaching, I feel like I'm meant to guide people in whatever, you know, either parenthood or dating or whatever it is. So right. I, I love that like, feeling. It's the best feeling ever. It's definitely your calling. Oh, yes. thank you. And congratulations. So yes. Thank you much. So much. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. You're now a uh, written, was it, what is the term? Published author. Published, Published. author. Yes. Published author. It's the Percocet. I can't, you know. <laughs> We'll forgive you. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely something I didn't think I'd ever put in my bio, you know, like, even that, that point of where I was editing my bio and putting it in felt surreal to me. I bet. Wow. Did you do a dedication? I did. Who'd you do it to your husband? My husband. Yes, I figured. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. It was short and sweet, but I think um, I had him read it the other night and he was just like, oh my God, I had no idea you did this. And I'm like, I couldn't have written this book without you. You know, like you gave me all of this. I, I, if I had been married to someone else, you know, who knows what kind of book I would have written. (laughs) How to kill your husband. (laughs) Yeah, or like survive abuse or, you know, whatever it is. Like instead I'm writing a book about how to keep your relationship hot because we've done that. Like that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. that is great. Yeah, that, it's it's something that not a lot of couples really do. Right. You know, or prioritize. Right. I think it's, it has to be a priority. Like I said, it has to be like working out. It has to be like mm-hmm. running errands. I mean, it has to be yeah. part of your daily and weekly lives or else it's just going to fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully this book will give you some ideas to, you know, just infuse that more into your daily life. That's what I hope. And also, I hope it helps parents that have kids that feel like that part of their relationship is over. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it's not. Mm-mm. It's not. It doesn't have to be, you know? So I hope that gives them hope that they can still get that, you know, honeymoon phase kind mm-hmm. of fire. Totally, 100%. Yeah. Well, and people, like I said before, of the particular age, you start to get older and just go, oh, well, it's just supposed to be like that, you know? that's normal that's that and it's like no it's not like yeah you don't have to no you don't have to give up you don't have to die <laughs> let that <laughs> die not yeah not exactly dead yet. yeah exactly. not dead yet seriously and i don't know so very exciting um topic to write about and yeah it's just it's been the best like week it's been a week now it's i can like just see it you're ever. glowing you yeah. are you so are happy you I'm are so happy that's yeah. great I, fulfilled you know feel very fulfilled and and like I said just the beginning and hopefully by the next time we talk you'll you'll be talking about your book yeah I don't know listen I need to watch the video and everything and 
Um, go down the rabbit hole and see see if it inspires me to yeah to do i mean it. these people are making <gasps> passive income we're talking like ten thousand dollars a month passive yes, income just by i will send it to you as soon as we're done a handful of books. yeah please it's do crazy. it is That's absolutely wild. crazy um but it makes sense it makes sense because the mm-hmm. market is out there you know so Wow. Yeah. I mean, that would definitely be a game changer. <laughs> it's a, it's life-changing. It's absolutely life-changing to have that passive income and you're just getting checks sent to you, you know, every month. And and obviously you can do this anywhere. You can go travel and, and write a book in Bali if you want, you know, wow. yeah. and then live in Bali if you want. <laughs> I'm intrigued. You've got me. Right. It's uh, life-changing. Seriously. Hopefully the next time we talk to you, you'll be, it'll be a bestseller. New York's there Times bestseller. Go. No. Oh my God! Wouldn't that be amazing? And you'll be on the yeah. Today Show. We'll, we'll we'll be like cheering when you're on the Today Show. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to manifest all the things, you know, yeah. whatever. Well, we got us manifesting it for you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so much. I will say this was pretty cool. So the night after I like officially published it, I went on Amazon to see kind of where it was ranked because you know it was a brand new book. So I was like, it has one review. Like I'm sure it's way down there. You guys, it was number five. <gasps> Wow. Under Jessica Simpson's memoir or something like that what? Uh, yeah. in like a specific category, like parenting and relationships or something. And I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. It is insane. So incredibly validating, incredibly rewarding. Um, you just I just got chills again. You just never know. You never no. know yeah. what's going to resonate with people. You don't. Wow. I need to come up with a really good title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Title and the cover, the cover. So I have a secret for the cover. You can go to Fiverr. Uh I had a very talented gentleman design my cover, which I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's very, Mm -hmm. I have, it's, it's, it's very artsy, right? It's like black and white. And then the red just kind of pops with the title. Um, And it's so funny because one of my friends wrote me back uh, about the book and was like, oh man, I wish one day I could find a man who will make out with me in the middle of a crosswalk. (laughs) I said, don't give up hope. You can find that. It can happen. It can happen. Yes. And so, you know, I, but I'm so happy I chose that cover because it really did jump out at me. But anyway, Fiverr, literally $5 to design that cover. And it was showstopper. It was a showstopper. Now they do teach you how to do one in Canva. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, Ellie, they literally go through every single step of the process. I never felt lost. I never felt overwhelmed. That's where I fell asleep. You also have coaches. Yeah. That's where I fell asleep last night. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, you're, you feel like you have a virtual handhold through the entire process and which you I can need. join. Yeah. yeah. I mean, which everybody needs if you've never published anything. Right. I mean, how do you know yeah. where to go, what to do? And people do self-publish, but this is such an easy way to do it. They make it affordable. I mean, I just was like, sign me up. Let's go. Wow. I'm excited. Well, I know what I'm doing next. I know, right? Yeah? Let's get on this, Jenny. Woo! Yep. I'm excited. We've got a Jenny, platform to put it out there. Let's do it. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Jenny, what topic do you think you would do? I'm not sure. Like, just off the top of your head. Um, I'm not, you know, I've got so many running through my head right now. The problem is, is the book that I'm writing is a fiction, that I've been writing is a fiction book. So loosely based on my life and experiences. And I have so many chapters written. I need to put it all, pull it all together somehow. Um, but as far as like a self-help guide, you know, I, I, I think I would probably do like a small business, you know, guide to setting up your own small, small business, stuff like that. Um, earlier, what did I think of? 
I don't know. I lost it again. Um, did, like, there's so many things that I, I think that I would, would touch on. Maybe, you know, guide to social media and getting your, you know, social media presence, things like that. But I do like Ellie's idea about the, um, the perimenopause. perimenopause. Yeah, that's a killer. Yeah, it is, that's really is. A, that's, a, that's a slam dunk. But Jenny, you can still do your book oh, yeah. about your life. Yeah. For sure. I mean, in fact, you could, if you already had most of it written, you could do it in the seven-day profit challenges. Um, you could do it, you know, within that period of time. And then you still have it out there and then you work on your nonfiction. Yeah. You oh, know, absolutely. Yeah. And I have because when you do it, you have the confidence to know you can, you can do it. And that's the, that's really the whole reason for true. doing it. Yeah. If it makes money, that's even better. Right. That's but, true. Yeah. But you're putting it out there and you have your legacy out there then. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. So it's really, it's a win-win for sure. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about your book with us. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you giving me this platform to talk about it. We'll make sure we promote it on all of our, our sites. And we'll put put the link to your book in the show notes too. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. There's paperback and uh, ebook now. So audiobook is coming. Don't worry. It'll come eventually, but paperback, uh, paperback and ebook are, are available now. Awesome. I will get Even my just copy. Saying that is like, <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. Yeah. You, now you've got to get a website for your book and that uh-huh. way they can link some to Amazon. Oh, that's a good idea. Absolutely. Go. Get more, more drive, more things out there. Yes. Yeah. For people mm-hmm. searching yeah, that for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll talk to you more about that. I'm not the website thing. I've never really been a big like I just don't really know where to go with that. Yeah. Um, Aaron, my husband, Aaron, he always teases me. He's like, "You need to have a website that's just called Aaron's Empire or Ease Empire." He's <laughs> like, "You just have all these different things. You just need like one spot to have them find you with everything you do." Yeah, that's not a bad idea. You need to take out the donate main name, getting cozy with Aaron, and I will walk you through it all. I'll help you. Yeah, it's all a write-off. Yeah, it is. Totally. Yes, it is. That's part of what I like teach my clients that it's, you know, especially the podcasters out there, that it is all a write-off. And it's a business. Well, you've got you've got the time to chat. So we're gonna chat. We will chat. We will chat. We're gonna chat about that. Yeah. Um, well again, thank you guys so much. 